Sunday. God, it's already February. Jesus. Uh, this is Hunter here. Thank you so much for listening to The Real Pineapple. This is your, as I just mentioned, <laughs> lovely host Hunter. And I'm here with, uh, I don't think you've been on since the Shazam review, nope, that right? that was my one and only so yeah. far. Which is actually one of my favorite reviews. I really enjoyed Aww, that. I had a great time. Thank yeah. you for having me back. Uh, Alyssa, welcome back. Hi, everyone. Um... That that is still one of my favorite movie going experiences because you were just you were just like God, my friend is dressed as Shazam. What the fuck is happening? Like, it was it added another layer of enjoyment to it. I guess at the end of the day, yeah. So and, um, we, and we both enjoyed the movie too. It would have been so. cool if we could see Birds of Prey together. You could have worn your Harley Quinn costume. I just <laughs> yeah, I, I need to get one of those. So <laughs> so yeah, we're talking about Birds of Prey and the, the movie. The mo- first off, the title of the movie is way too goddamn long. That full title is. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Uh, this is the pseudo sequel to Suicide Squad. Soft reboot, maybe. Yeah. So it's it. It feels like this is the movie they were kind of wanting to make with Suicide Squad. And yes. So so you know the so Suicide Squad is directed by David Ayer and who should never work again. Uh, <laughs> so. I, full disclosure here, so full spoilers. Obviously, um, it's it's been out. You should have, if you're gonna see it, I think you would have seen it by now. But yeah, or at least listen to it before, or watch it before you listen to this. Dude, um, exactly. I will say, Hunter, yeah. you knew. I think that I made it very clear. I had no expectations that going into this. That is I correct. was actually kind of pissed off by its existence from when I saw the trailer because, like Suicide Squad, it seemed they were completely missing the point of this particular team-up group. Yeah. Number one being Harley Quinn is not part of it. Which, yeah, so, I've read a little bit. Not a lot, but I've read enough about of Birds of Prey to be, like, familiar and it's one of Gail Simone's best. Yeah. And so, yeah, and I've read I've read her runs in particular. Yeah. And so, that was my first thought. I went, why is Harley in this? That's kind of, I like, that doesn't make sense, really. Why not just make Gotham City Sirens? I'd watch the hell out of that. Which I feel like we'll, we'll, we'll get there but yeah. th- this is what i'll say this movie right now is on an 80 percent of rotten tomatoes and we say it on the podcast all the time rotten tomatoes is not gospel um i went back and listened to our review of suicide squad i gave suicide squad a c i have no idea when that happened like i was listening to the real like a c like it's like what I will say, I, was, I had the same reaction to Suicide Squad, where I sort of went into denial about how bad it actually is. Yeah. And the longer I've had time to let it marinate, I am, I, this might be kind of a hot take, I don't know, I'd say it's probably, in terms of not only an adaptation, but a movie in general, probably the worst comic book movie I've ever seen. And yes, that includes Spawn, it includes Catwoman. Wow. I, I'm going to actually take that hard line, because I have never seen a movie fail so hard on every conceivable level <laughs> to tell a story and represent a character. Damn. Um, and I really like Suicide Squad. I, I love the comics. I, they have a lot of really fun stories. I love the characters. I love how diverse and how creative you can get. Yeah. And... It was just kind of a mini holocaust of expectations. Wow. Um, yeah, that's how bad it is. Holy I shit. Use, I use the word holocaust. Damn. Um, so now that I've had time to <laughs> to let that really soak in, and then I saw the trailer for Birds of Prey, and I will say, 
if I have to give any credit to Suicide Squad, I actually think that Margot Robbie is, she's very much, um, I can see her kind of like almost like RDJ or like, you know, Chris Evans. Like, she definitely gets the character and she has a ton of fun playing it. Yeah. Um, so I will give her full credit where it's due. Her accent gets a little wonky sometimes. So, uh, but she, she gets it, I think. So here's where. So I feel like I have to do this anytime I review the DC movie. Here comes my, my DC apology tour. So we haven't. <laughs> We haven't reviewed it yet on this channel. Um, I am a frequent contributor uh, to the podcast, OJ, who has his own uh, KJ and uh, OJ podcast uh, on uh, SoundCloud. I helped them out with their Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, uh, review. And I'll just say now, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it's the best crossover CW's done. I was actually genuinely shocked. I was like, son of a bitch. Um... And to eat some more crow here, I talked so much shit about John Cryer when he was cast as Lex Luthor. I was like, why the f-? I was like, really? Alan from Two and a Half Men's going to be Lex <laughs> Luthor? He is so good in that role, I imagine he might pick up Supergirl again. I think he's the best. Really? I think he's the best Lex Luthor since Rosenbaum, and he's approaching Rosenbaum status for me. And I can't, um, from Smallville. Oh, okay. Never, never watched Smallville? No. Oh, his portrayal's great on there. Michael Rosenbaum. But John Cryer, though... Uh, I, th- I was thinking, like, the enemy. Like, Rosenbaum's the Flash. Yeah, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> but, uh, no, John Cryer is great as Lex. And he just... He's that... Lex Luthor, out of all comics, even more... Maybe more so than any villain in comics, is just such a hilariously evil asshole. Just the way that he's just so spiteful. I, I appreciate that because like and yeah, Cryer's been great in the role as Luther. Um, but my big thing with DC, and I think despite what some people say, I think I've been fair. Uh, I won't even bring up the the amount of people who just lit, have given up at this point. No, who lit their torches when I gave Joker a B plus. People were like, "What?" And I was like, "I think Joker's a, I think Joker's a good movie with a great performance." And Oscar-worthy, might I add, by Walking Phoenix. Um, yeah. Uh, I just have a big prompt the last ten minutes of it. I, I just, I just, I could go the rest of my life without seeing Bruce Wayne's parents killed again. I was just, <laughs> I was just like, because, so when we actually reviewed the trailer for it, I even said, I'm like, if they show Batman's parents die, because I, I just had this feeling, I went, if they go this, I can't get a higher than B+. It would have been a lot better if they just showed the guy following him into the alley. Yeah. Um, like that, we I would even give them that out. I would have been like, all right, cool. This is kind of ambiguous. Like I can. We all know. know what happened. Okay, thanks. But you know? you're but you're not showing it. But just seeing that again, I was like, uh, I was like this again. I actually, I because I hadn't seen Joker yet until yeah. on my plane ride on Friday. Really? Yeah. What'd you think of it? I I thought it was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually one of those movies where it, it was very hard for me to watch, like some of the cringiness to it. Just like seeing, like I'm one of those people who like has a hard time not looking away, like whenever I'm seeing someone make a total like embarrassment of themselves. Like you know, several times, like when he's doing his little stand up bit and he can't stop laughing. Yeah. I'm like, oh god, skip, skip, skip. I know it's and that's like the intended effect. So yeah. obviously very successful. Um, yeah, Walking Phoenix was great. Yes, it was. Um, I. I'm really glad that despite the media practically begging someone to do it, no one shot up a theater. They really like, and I, like I thought people were being a little like conspiracy theorists when I was like, "Oh, the media's kind of pushing it." And by the time the movie came out, I was like, "All right, guys, you need to ease." Like I was like, "Okay, you are pushing this shit." Yeah, like, um, you just want you just want some headlines coming up. But um, I actually thought it was a very 
Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to sound fucking preachy, but it, that's fine. It was an important movie. Okay. In showing, um, like I thought it was. It's very hard to create a character that's both sympathetic, but who you still know was like unilaterally wrong. Like you know, kind of at the end of that movie where he's on the show and the host is kind of calling is like you're just throwing your little self pity party over here, just blaming everyone else for your problems. Yes, your life fucking sucks. You had a really rotten go of it. But obviously he threw himself 110% into using that as justification for being a psychotic murderer. Yeah. And I feel like the movie does not excuse that as much as a lot of people were like, oh, you know, obviously there's making excuses. I'm like, I didn't get that vibe at all. I think the movie takes a very critical stance of what he becomes. I think the movie, and we're... We, I was going to we'll, say, we'll, what, what we'll, review we'll, is we'll, this? Yeah, we'll, we'll get the Boards of Prayer in a second. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I thought a lot of the mental health aspects i just i didn't like the, the way they were portrayed i was just like eh. the laugh especially i was like you could have left this just like you don't need to rob zombie everything and what i mean by that is you don't need to go and explain why every little thing exists i don't need no, to know I... why he has to laugh i don't need to like like it, it just it felt over the top for me i just think it's like you don't see very many movies that take this tack in representing how a lot of people who do have those kinds of um illnesses get completely left behind and mistreated by a society that really only pretends to give a shit about them once in a while. So in that way, that's what I mean when I say it's important is that you don't really get that kind of look, you know, into mental health. Um, But yeah, I can can really maybe did a little bit of over-explaining here and there. I thought the thing with the mom was a bit too over the top. Um, Like, you know... like they were, try- they, were tr- they were just trying to make you like like you know show how how low down to the ground he'd started you know like yeah. but so I, th- I thought that that took it a little, it was a little bit too melodramatic I guess but um, overall I thought it was a very good movie very depressing very excellent performance yep. um, clean storytelling yeah I think a B plus is probably fair um, it's not exactly I mean yeah the performance is definitely Oscar worthy but it's not exactly one where I just like I finished it on like oh shit that was fucking mind blowing that's that's know? that's how I I felt honestly um I thought walking again the the the, the scene where walking is in the train and shoots those guys and then the call and then kind of the um, almost the revisiting of that scene where the guy is chasing him and he does like the Joker dance at the very end. Like Joker's mannerisms, I thought he just nailed them. Yeah. I was like, this is eerie. But no, he did um, a great job. And actually, I was uh, first thing I said to Shane when I was telling him about it because he hasn't seen it yet. My my boyfriend's not much of a movie guy, so I just he, I like to he likes me to vet things for him. He's like, am I gonna fall asleep during this one? So um, thing I told him about Joker, he's like, was he better than Heath Ledger? And I'm like. He was different, and actually, when you kind of think about it, I could very much see how Heath Ledger could evolve out of the Joaquin Phoenix portrayal, like, over a yeah. 10-year period. Yeah, I could... So, I... Where he just kind of becomes more and more irreverent and detached and, you know, and starts to enjoy more and more the the violence and the killing. Especially kind of, you know, like, in The Dark Knight, the the movement that he gets, you know, all, this, all the schizophrenics who kind of flock to him and who, his henchmen and his big... Like, I could see it, you know, kind of a nebulous connection, but I could definitely see how they could be linked over, like, a 15-year period of him just being the Joker. So the last thing I will say... Uh, yes, before we get on yeah, to Prince yeah, Price, yeah, sorry, yeah, No, 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 because I actually <laughs> wanted to get your thoughts on it. Um, the last thing I'll say about it is I... I think you can make a case for Joaquin's Joker being better than Ledger's because you get to see the full descent. I think that's the that's the one spot I would go. Yeah, I, I now again I I still think the best Joker performance of all the time is Mark Hamill. Don't at me, you won't change my mind. Um, but 
you could make a very good case for Joaquin in, in, yeah. in that sense. I, I honestly, I don't see the need to do a better or worse. I think they're both very good, and both... The, for the for the movie that they're each in, they both nail it perfectly. Because you know, obviously, the Dark Knight has a little bit more levity than Joker. You know? Yeah, um, I mean. So in terms of what they were trying to do and the movies that they're in, they both I think perfectly nailed it. So. So it's funny we're talking about uh, the movie Joker because yes. if because if, and I think this is where in a weird way we owe a unintentional debt to Jared Leto because if Jared Leto's performance of Joker isn't so just shit on we don't get that joker movie i agree yeah because one thing about suicide squad i there are some things i actually liked about suicide squad i liked um i like Viola davis and amanda waller i did too because amanda waller is just like you read her in the comics and see in like you know the animated series and all that she's a badass bitch and she just does not take shit and Viola davis i mean I could have, like, when I was watching the Hell to Pay Suicide Squad movie, I'm like, dude, I, I, feel, like, I feel like they completely modeled that character off of Viola Davis' yeah. depiction, so. Um, same thing, kind of, um, by the way, next Suicide Squad movie should just be, like, Batman Assault on Arkham. Like, that's really, they should just take that movie. I'm and, super excited to see what James Gunn does with it. I, yeah, I, I it can't be worse than what we got later, but, no. but if, but Jared Lowe's performance, there's a one scene where he, uh, like, sits on a uh, common's lap who's playing like a like a thug mm-hmm. uh black guy playing a thug shocker but he <laughs> but there's that whole scene where he like sits in his lap and he's kind of like saying like yeah like yeah. yeah like like oh you want harley which uh I, we'll get to Roger robbie here in a second but that was the one scene i kind of went all right this is a little joker-esque but outside of that i went you're just you're swinging and missing every time. Like yeah. he sounded like he had like he gargled rocks and then did his voice. And it just it sounded very weird. And there are those points where he's like where he's talking to Harley at Ace Chemical. He's like, oh, would you like would you live for me? Would you? And he's like he's like whispering. I'm like, what are you doing? The like, thing is with a character like the Joker is that in the wrong hands it can very easily come off as a super try-hard edgelord. And that's exactly what Jared Leto did. That's a really good way to put it. You have to be very careful in how... like, Because if you're going to go over the top and do it cheese, you have to be self-aware. Jared Leto came across like... He obviously didn't realize what a fucking, like joke he was in that movie and he tried to be serious but at the same time like i don't know it's it's kind of hard to explain but yeah it's it's one of those characters where you can very easily come across as try hard and it's like look how edgy i am you know yeah i'm damaged i got it tattooed (laughs) and i think the 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 biggest laughs i got out of this movie were the fact that this movie would have its like anytime you think you're about to see Jerry Willis' face, it would like quick cut or they show. Oh, he like, got Jar Jar hard. He, he, yeah, DC noticed their mistake and they're like, okay, we will only put him in for the half a second that is required in the editing. Even even when Harley has a drawing of him, there's no damage tattoo. No, there's it's no like grill. it looks like the old Joker, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah, which, that was a fun little. Tidbit. Which made me laugh so hard. So they were like, okay, we fucked up. We're sorry. No, we like I know. said, you got Jar Jar right out. <laughs> yeah, and, and so the, the the movie proper picks up with Harley breaking up. from. Uh, you don't see their breakup. You just know she, they gets break dumped. Up. she gets thrown out on her ass, literally, in a very Batman TAS style yes. scene, which is great. Which, which I gotta say about the character of Harley in particular, 
I'm really happy we're getting this new version of Harley. What I mean is, um, Batman uh, Batman name in the series was where she was created. She was supposed mm-hmm. to just be a one-off character uh, created by uh, Bruce Tim, who should be the run running DC, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And Paul Dini. Um, fun fact, by the way, Bruce Tim said there's basically, like, the headaches aren't worth it to him for the, to work in live-action films. I believe him. And, and I'm going to be honest right now, guys, uh, as we jump in. You gotta get Bruce, Bruce Tim and Paul Dini to write her dialogue moving forward because, like, like even if it's just her, they need to be on hand. They need to be, be on a consulting yeah, something. Yeah, um, be, because the the frustrating thing with this movie is there's never a point I personally was like, oh, this is bullshit. Like I wasn't watching like because I just rewatched Suicide Squad on Thursday oh, and I forgot boy. how much I because for context, honestly, and I was sitting there um, like I forgot how much this movie just. You honestly me off. don't even need a lot of the context from Suicide Squad for you, for this one though. You don't. I, I think if I think they they also are trying to pretend that movie never happened, which I appreciate. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, who can blame him? But I, but I think that, especially post like fifty two, new fifty two on, they really went out of their way to go. Harley's competent, and she's not. Uh, one thing this movie did that I love is that they showed that she was like a good psycho uh, psychiatrist. Like yeah. she was, because prior to that. There have been a couple iterations where it implies that like she slept her way through. Yeah, and people have never really liked that because, I mean. Could I see Harley being one of those people who, like, manipulates, you know, like, a professor? Yeah, but I think that's just a little bit too far into one it, it, it is. And she is very intelligent. She's never not been, you know, intelligent. Yeah. So. So I, I appreciate that New 52 on, we've gotten the fact more she's, like, that she is smart. She has her own, uh, her own very distinct, like, uh, fighting fighting style, too. Like, um, By the way, did you know the choreogra- the fight choreographers are the people from the John Wick movie? I did and know thank that. God, excellent decision, whoever decided to bring them in, because the fight scenes in this movie are probably the best part. They are all very diverse, unique, creative, and not edited in a way that gives you a fucking migraine. Yeah, I, I agree with that a thousand percent. And and I think what you said earlier, or earlier is, is spot on. I think Margot Robbie gets the character. But she needs better movies. Like they're willing to spend so much money on A-list stars and effects, and it's like get a better screenwriter. It's people. it's 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 the Henry Cavill syndrome for me because I really do believe Henry Cavill is a great Superman. Yeah. But it's it's just the material he's gotten. I just go, it's not on you. No, DC's but, managed to find some real gems in their casting. They really yeah. have. Um, even in uh, Justice League, which you know is obviously not great. Um, I so love, you'll... I love J.K. Simmons as a, like a Commissioner Gordon type. I granted, I still see him as J. Jonah Jameson, but you yeah. know, yeah. But like, you know, like they. I think the issue is the people who are writing these movies, and what really is, you know, people can go back and forth all day on Marvel versus DC, but what the actual difference is is the people who are writing the Marvel movies, like actually the screenwriters. You can tell that they know and they understand and they love the characters. And the people who are doing it for DC do not understand what makes certain characters popular and beloved. That's why you have Batman picking up a gun in BVS, is you just don't get it. You can tell in those movies, like like um, Zack Snyder. Yeah. He read The Long Halloween, The Dark Knight. Uh, Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns, and like Year One. But that's Baby's first Batman. Like, you have yeah. to, to get a better, like, sense, like, c- contrast this to something, and I am sort of paraphrasing someone else who actually had a really good take on this, um, but compare that to, say, Thor Ragnarok. 
they threw in a little bit of Planet Hulk. They had like all these obscure stories, and you can tell they really understand the characters and what makes them work. And that's the secret to their success, really, is even if a character's not 100% faithful, like they just they get it a little bit more about why people like that character in the first place. People at DC, the people that they're hiring to write these, I mean, Harley's not very complicated. It's pretty easy to get why people like her, so, which is why she's actually one of the people who's not fucked up in this movie. And there are a lot of characters who get fucked up in this movie. Mm. Cassandra Kane fans, I am sorry. Um, <laughs> I am <laughs> well, one, and I, was, well, I think I even told you. Yeah, like, oh. I, we'll, we'll get to her. Yeah. I, so, you know what's funny is you just hit the nail on the head for me. Because... Again, I you know DC apology tour. I've talked about the fact that I look, love DC I see, and I am a hardcore apologist. I'm right there yeah, with you. Yeah, it, it, but it's for me as as a DC fan. Like, I mean, you can look. Alyssa has a decent look shot at my bookcase. I have. I own Shazam. I own Man of Steel. I own uh, Justice League. I actually really like Justice League. Like, quite. I, it was like, another one that was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And yeah. I think it's you know. It's it's like Aquaman. It's not great, but it's a fun little popcorn movie, and you get to see some cool character. Moments. So I like it way more. I like Aquaman, just for the record. I, why you hate Aquaman I just so I just uh, the the Ocean Master shit. shit just, I wasn't a huge fan of it. You didn't but, like it. It's so cheesy. Man. I love it. But uh, I, I love Black Manta. He was great. But but Black I own. But I own I own Batman the Animated Series. I own Batman Beyond. I gave I actually gave a list of my digital copy of Batman Beyond. Yay. I I fuck I fucking love Batman Beyond. But yeah. it. It's frustrating because some of these characters are so beloved. I was so happy. Um, it looks like we're getting that Flash movie finally. But mm. Harley Quinn has always been a character I've really genuinely adored. Whenever she's working with Poison Ivy, I just think that's always fucking no, fun. I, agree. I would have loved a Gotham City Sirens movie with her and you know just you know wreck and shit like yeah. But that's like that's the thing is you know even though I think this movie was pretty good and it completely blew my expectations out of the water because I went in expecting like a negative five out of this. <laughs> I really did. I was all geared up to hate this one. Yeah. Um, even though it did exceed my expectations and it was fun. I, I do recommend it. I'll probably rewatch it. Um, yeah. You know, pretty often. But in terms of the actual... Do, does, do the people who wrote this movie even know what the Birds of Prey are about? No. Do so, they even know what these characters that they casted are about? No, not really. The closest they get, I'd say, other than Harley is Huntress. Black Mask is a bucket of fun to watch, but has almost really nothing in common with his uh, his comic book character. Um, so, I mean, they still don't get it, but they managed to sort of accidentally make a good movie anyways, I think. Because I don't okay. think... I think that they kind of got lucky with this one in that there's just enough of what makes it good that if you're not a hardcore comic book loyalist, which I kind of am, and it is holding back my rating a bit, you can get through this one and kind of have fun. I actually did manage to drag Shane to the theater. Really? I've learned, I've learned the trick. Okay. And I don't okay. ask him if he wants to go see it. I tell him I bought us tickets and we're going, and then he has no choice. So, because I already spent money on it, and I don't, I don't have any friends. Jim. That's, that, that's just like, oh my god, you can always ask me to go movies with you. God, like so. I, that's I, my secret. Yeah, so I'm right there with you on Harley Quinn. I, I Margot and Robbie wants us to work. She, she clearly does. wants us to work, and and I just saw her in um that Fox News film. Uh, Bombshell. I um and I actually watched that movie, that kind of horror haunted house, or uh, kind of that haunted house movie, at Ready or Not that she did. That was actually fun. I I, She's I not in that. Uh, uh, Ready or Not's Re- not her. Ready or Not. I'm That's like Samara Weaving, isn't it? Mm, ready or not? Uh, look it up, Ready or Not. Samara Weaving. It's the same chick from The Babysitter. Why was I? What movie was I thinking of? Like, um. Huh. What, what movie was I thinking of? I, anyways, but. 
she wants this to work. She clearly wants this character yeah, to work. and I think I've, re- I've uh, seen interviews where she actually, when she was first cast, she really threw herself into learning more about the character, you know? Um, so, um, yeah, she cares. Same way Henry Cavill really cared, but obviously they weren't taking any of his input seriously. Same way Ben Affleck is a huge comic book nerd, and you could tell he was frustrated. Yeah. Um, um, I told you it was smart weaving. Huh, never mind. Um... She's a producer on this too. Yeah, you can so, tell. Like, so, you, th- the fact that they're giving the actors a little bit more creative influence is definitely a good thing. Because again, the screenwriters do not know what the fuck they're doing. So the um, screenwriter is—it's funny you bring her up. She, that's a uh, Christina Hodson. Uh, uh, so she did a movie I fucking can't stand called uh, un- called Unforgettable with uh, Catherine Heigl and Rosario Dawson. It's like. Kind of like a single white female thing. It's fucking terrible. But then she did Bumblebee, which is like the best Transformers movie they've done. I own Bumblebee in 4K. I fucking love Bumblebee. That's a really low bar, but yes, so, Bumblebee is really good. I, I, I mean, yes, I know most like every Transformers movie outside of like kind of the first one is terrible with the exception of Bumblebee. So when I heard she was writing this, I went, okay, cool. I'm excited for that. The director they got is Captain uh, Yan, who has done like nothing. He did this movie called Dead Pigs back in 2018. It does have a hundred percent. I never heard of it. Yeah, but it, but I mean that's all he's done. So I was kind of like, okay, let's see. And hey, credit where it's due for the scope of this movie. I mean, it's like it's almost a hundred million dollar budget. So I mean, which is kind of around what Shazam was at. But for a first time director getting something this grand a scale. The way the action scenes are shot, I thought that was the most amazing thing. Well, you said it was a John Wick team. You can absolutely tell. And like I said, I love how different every fight scene is. There's one where she, you know, has like a beanbag gun and is going ham. There's one where she has a baseball bat, which is probably my favorite. There's one where she's on roller skates and it's, you know, like they definitely kept it different. Because, you know, if it was just a movie where you see Harley Quinn doing just, you know, like Marvel style karate, it would have gotten old really fast. And as much as I do love Marvel, I will say as, as much as they outclass... In the overall movie quality, I think that DC, even in bad movies like BVS, has much better, more well-directed action scenes. Like, you know, um, I think you feel a lot more impact when you see, like, you know, Batman taking down a warehouse full of thugs versus, you know, Black Widow. And also, they do that frame cut thing in Marvel action scenes these days. Sometimes, yeah. And it just drives me crazy. <coughs> um but like you know, but Batman's also killing people, which is against the code. But you know, they're, 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 by the way, like I do love that Arkham scene, let, though. Like, let's, uh, let's do a more, um, I guess, even comparison then, uh, like a Black Widow action scene versus a Harley Quinn action scene in this mm. movie. I feel like the way it's just shot, and also granted, she's fucking just wrecking kneecaps left and right. But you feel a lot more impact in Harley's action scenes, I think, and a lot more brutality. I think in that case. I'll give it to you for this movie because this is R and this is a hard R. Thank and, God. I'm and, so glad that they caught Errol to talk him into an R because that's what Suicide Squad should have been. That's one of many, 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 many problems with it. But I think that's might have been ironically what, what hurts them in the end because this only made $33 million, which is really lower it's than they were expecting. It's only been out for a little bit. But they were expecting like $50 million opening weekend domestic. So I think... Well, as the good word of mouth spreads, I wouldn't be surprised if they see a bit of a bump. And I'm sure on DVD sales, you know, even the bad comic book movies usually do really good True. on DVD or digital purchases just because it, we're all we're all collectors and auteurs and we just can't say no. So, <laughs> so I think with this, though, like... Harley, the, the big thing that I liked about Harley this time around is that she wasn't 
overly sexualized like she was in Suicide Squad. Because there was just a point where I was like, guys, I'm like, stop shooting Margot Robbie like this. I, and, I hate to pull this card because I think it does get played a little bit too much. But that's because there's a woman directing it. Yeah. I, I yeah. Like, I mean. Like, I know that that's not always a, a hard rule where a female director is less ex- less exploitative. But it's the same thing in, like, uh, in Wonder Woman. Like, because Justice League was directed by a guy, and you can tell in the way that they yeah, shoot Wonder Woman I, compared to her own standard. I know, and I'll, on this, I'll give it to you, but... So, uh, there's just got to be something there. But, uh, but Harley, as we jumped all the way, Harley's been broken up with a Joker. She's kind of just, like, this real dark spot. I did appreciate the way that they kind of announced that she's broken up with the Joker to Gotham. So Very she, Harley way. <laughs> so she goes ahead and blow, steals this, like, tanker from this guy who's on the side of the road this taking a piss. Tanker, and she blows yeah. up Ace Chemicals. Which I thought was a very nice, like, wink nod to it. I went, okay. So then it turns into really a John Wick movie because it's similar to the comics, too, where... You know, everyone kind of wants to kill Harley. Yeah, she's, now that she's you, not with the Joker anymore, she's ba- it's basically open season on her. Which, yeah, is is from a, a comic run. Um, yeah. And I honestly kind of wish the movie had just been about that. Yeah, so we're... Like, gonna, not this fucking diamond. So we're going to get into my big complaint about this movie. Is that I, I was telling everyone, because people were asking me, like, Oh, Birds of Prey, what are you thinking? I'm like, look, I think it's going to be a Harley movie at the expense of Birds of Prey. And I think that's exactly what I got. <laughs> yeah. um, this is 85% of a Harley movie, really. And it, that 85% is excellent. It Like, I, I think it's good. I Like, it's frustrating for me because you, you get, like, a glimpse of Huntress uh, played by, you know, everyone's favorite homewrecker, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, which it's really funny seeing her and Ewan McGregor together in a couple scenes, considering how they got together. I'm like, that, yeah. I'm like, that's funny. But you don't get a lot of Huntress. And I'm actually, I actually like the character of Huntress quite a bit. Uh, I do quite, too. I, and I do like that she's one of the ones that they did keep her backstory intact with the uh, Bertinelli, you know, crime family she was born into and all that. Yeah. So, um,. She, I thought, was handled pretty well despite her lack of screen time. Um, she was definitely yeah. badass. Costuming was kind of weird. It didn't really. Look so you anything. you you like the costuming on her? I didn't dislike it. It just it didn't look anything like okay what she actually wears, and I I don't know why you bother like putting her in an entirely different costume. Like fair enough. Um, Black Canary, if you're a Black Canary fan, um, you see, here's the thing. You can't just take a character, change everything about them, and then just give them the same name as a character that's been in the comics for decades. Cassandra Cain and Black Canary are the worst in this regard. Yeah, so uh, Journey Smollett Bell plays Black Canary. Uh, By the way, do you not call her Diana once? And I was kind of listening for that. Diana, yeah, they called Mrs. Lance once. Thank you. But but she was in that shitty Tyler Perry movie, uh, Temptation, which... That's the only thing I know her from. So when I saw her, I was like, oh, this bitch. And I thought she did a good job with what she had. I, there's some, there's, <laughs> it's going to sound so nitpicky, but I don't care. There's a scene where she's seeing, um, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a man's world. And she hits this really, this, this high note, which I thought was really well done. But the movie is building up to her using her powers. Because she's her very, very he- yeah. yeah, she's very hesitant to use her powers, doesn't want to use them. And I really thought if when she hits this high note, it shows like these glasses break or this glass break, it would have been so cool to just have a single crack in the glass just so you know she's holding back. It just seemed like she was going kind of full, not full force, but probably more than she should have right there in that moment. So I was kind of like, 
uh, could you hold that back? I, I actually kind of really hated her quote-unquote arc in this movie. Really? Um, okay. First of all, again, just the fact that it's completely different. So her whole her whole shtick is that she's a lounge singer for Black Mask in one of his you know clubs or whatever. And, you know, Black Canary is actually one of the coolest, most badass female characters DC has to offer. You know, yeah. she's like, she's a martial artist on par with Batman, for crying out loud. And just has always has always come across always been depicted as this extremely confident competent standalone fears nothing kind of badass and that's not at all her personality in this movie um she's she's you know starts out under the thumb of the villain and just it just it didn't it didn't resonate with me and the fact that she waits until the last possible second to actually do it. Yeah. I was she... like, yeah, that would have been really helpful several times throughout this movie. <laughs> I hate that fucking trope where it's just like, it was the same thing in Suicide Squad with Diablo. It's like, can you just fucking like do it? We're all going to die. That's, like, yeah. That's it's a, it's a very common trope of like, oh, I just, I can't, you know, it's too dangerous. It's just like, that, that's, it did not fit with the tone of this movie at all. That's fair. Um, uh, Rosie Perez, who I always love seeing her, uh, seeing she's a she plays Renee Montoya, which and, I love seeing Renee Montoya. And I was really happy to see her. Um, I like the way her character's portrayed because it's leaned very much in like eighties, nineties cops cliches in the movie constantly. That's a good running joke the movie has. She just says uh, she has like bad eighties cliche cop dialogue. You won't get away with this. Yeah, like like I thought that was actually really fucking funny. What I will say, and it's gonna sound terrible, I don't really give a shit. As a dude, if you're trying to make a feminist movie, you don't have to have every guy in the movie be an asshole. Because there is no, there is not one dude in this movie who is not trying to rape someone or or, sh- or, 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 or or shoot someone. Oh my like, guys, give me. There was the henchman who saved Huntress as a kid. Okay, that one guy, but you get what him for like twenty seconds, maybe. Okay, but... again, I, Hunter, you know me, yeah. So you'll have to back me up here, yeah. I am not one of those very feministy people who's all about like you know nitpicking representation to death or demanding representation. Nope. I'm really not. You are like, not. I I care about quality much more than you know tokenism. Same. So, I will say though to counter your point, how many movies are there which is kind of you know sausage fest yeah. where any kind of positive female role is completely sidelined as like you know wife who has like three lines and and just rubs his shoulders when he's having a hard day it's kind of the antithesis of that where it's like this movie is very very much about the ladies and i actually did not think that the feminist kind of bent to it was super in your face or awkward there were a couple scenes i'm like dial back just a little bit but overall i loved that for harley like, one of my favorite scenes kind of in the beginning after she'd been broken up with Joker and she's only told, like, a couple people, you know, she kind of overhears her friends talking about, oh, she's going to be back to him any second, you know, she's, you know, she's just, like, a dormant, like, in... Yeah. Because that, um, that's actually usually how it goes. It's not like some guy, like, hey, Tootsie, you know, get me a fucking drink, you know, it's, it's usually just, like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true. It's, it's stuff like that where it's just, like, you know, you know, kind of everyone's sort of dragging each other down. So... I other than a couple scenes which were kind of clunky and and I know what you're talking about with like Black Mask I loved Ewan McGregor's Black Mask but he has a couple or it's just like so, it's so, a little on the nose yeah so here's the thing about Ewan McGregor's Black Mask he was great I don't care I'm not gonna he, hear a word against him he he's having fun with the role and, and like I already saw I was really hoping for a high ground joke and, and I that that, that <laughs> that's fair I I. I 
I was already seeing people on Twitter going like, Black Mask isn't gay. Now, first off, here's the thing. They don't really go into sexuality in the comics, really. I so don't I, think so, it was a gay thing. I think it's just like him and his ass is his little toady. See, I think him and his ass are totally fucking each other. I don't think I don't think it's even a question. Like that scene where he's like rubbing his shoulder. He's like, oh, like it's okay. And I was like, no, I think like, that that's what they were tr- like. They were playing with it, but I didn't really. I mean, it didn't. It didn't stand out to me. I think as much. Um, okay. I I loved. You could just tell how much I like. I like seeing actors have fun. And you I, could tell I, he was having a bucket of fun playing this oh, character. Oh, he, okay, that's really weird to use your bucket of fun, but okay. Like, I, mean, I, I, I have not heard you say that. Bucket of, okay. I described um, you that way all the time. Just, a bucket of fun. Oh, thanks. But I I just love Ewan McGregor. I, he's one of my favorite actors. So seeing him in <laughs> him in this, um, I love, you're right there. <laughs> yeah, wrong. Uh, Alyssa just drinks some of her wine wrong. Uh <clears throat> I love the character of Black Mask. I think he's actually one of Batman's uh, more underrated rogues. I wish they would use him more. Um, I agree. Because I... he's a crime lord, and they actually depict that really well, you know? And yeah. Granted, you know, you can't help but wonder in this. It's like, so where is everyone else? Like, penguins, you know, just kind of chilling out? Yeah, yeah I mean... In the, Joker's, that... the Joker's established as being in Gotham, and he's just kind of, you know, taking a vacation, I guess. I don't know. Basically. But I liked his character. He He... Kills this one family <laughs> in, very early on in a very fucked up way. That got a huge laugh in my theater. Did it really? Yeah. So it was weird. My theater was really quiet for a lot of this. Really? Huh. It, it was it, it was like seventy five percent full, um, like fifty people, and it was just really quiet. Um, but I, I love the way Black Mask cuts these faces off, um, which they do not shy away from. By the way, thank you again. Our rating. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought the mask looked like shit at the end. It did. It, it, really it looked did. so bad. It. I, I almost would have appreciated more if they'd gone, uh, I think it's New 52 where it happens where he, like, burns the mask to his face. I would have... Dr. Doom it? Yeah. I, I would have appreciated that, like, near the end instead of him just putting it on. I, I I agree the mask looked like shit. I actually was wishing that he would wear it more in the movie, though, like, during that scene with the family. Like, it made no sense that he wasn't wearing it. Yeah. Honestly. Um, no, agreed. Like, you're a super villain, dude. Wear your fucking mask. Yeah, because uh, under the mask you just kind of look like Obi Wan Kenobi, and it's kind of hard to be scared of you. Oh, <laughs> like I, I really appreciate too at the very end of the movie where he, where everyone, he had everyone wearing masks. I thought that was a very nice touch because yeah. that, that is very black mask. He um, gave him all the masks, but he forgot to tell him to bring their guns. Yeah, so true. So <laughs> so now we get to two of my biggest complaints. I hated the way Zaz was portrayed. I hated Zaz in this. Zaz was like goofy and wonky but not like a not like a serial killer should be. I and, will agree cuz Zaz in the comics and in honestly a lot of the other like depictions in like the animated movies is fucking terrifying. Yeah. He is a legit psychopath. And I never I was never afraid of Zaz like I should have been. No. But I mean at that point I'd already resigned to the fact that these are characters in name only and I'm just kind of you know along for the but, ride. But but then that but then that goes to my next point and then don't name on these characters. I agree. Like, and like, I'm guessing your second big one is Cassandra Kane. Exactly, because... I love Cassandra Kane. She's my favorite Batgirl, and ooh, they did her dirty. They did her really dirty Oh, here. man, she's so fucking annoying. She is the worst part of the movie. Like... Her uh, stick is she's a kid who curses. Yeah, we've never seen that one before. I... Honestly, I kept thinking she was, like, a second-rate hit girl. That's honestly what I kept thinking. Like, Chloe Grace Moritz would have been a welcome fucking sight. Yeah. I wish she could fight. And, and that was kind of my big thing, is so... I would have thought with Cassandra Kane. Look, I know she's not going to become Batgirl, like, like which I would have loved. But 
What kills me is that for... Why couldn't they the, made her like Stephanie Brent? Cassandra Kane has one of the most distinct Batgirl background stories. Like, there are a lot of other ones that are a bit more blank slatey and you can take more liberties with. Stephanie Brown being one of them. Um, kinda, I guess, you know. She, she doesn't have as much of a following, I guess I'll put it that way. Okay. Um, but Cassandra Kane is very beloved for very specific reasons in that she has a very interesting background and a lot of really good stories. She's excellent in No Man's Land, for example. Well, she's like a, she's like a Batman of Asia, or Bat... Yeah, she's a... Yeah. Oh, uh, who's her mom? She's a, she's a, one of the assassins. Shiva? That sounds, that sounds right. Um, but yeah, her whole, like, in case you don't know... Her background is really interesting in that she, um, basically her mom is like raped by some other assassin dude and she's raised completely mute, completely illiterate, but she can, the language she speaks is body language. Like that's what makes her a very good martial artist is that she reads people's body language. Okay. And, and her story is that, um, you know, when she's like eight or nine, her father takes her to kill a mark for the first time and she reads his body language as she's dying and it like horrifies her to record she decides she never wants to kill anyone else ever again damn but she's still mute she's like like she can only she's like autistic in that way you know almost where she her language is body language she reads people's body language yeah so interesting so she has a very interesting background and also a very fucking kick-ass costume as bad girls go yeah um and this is not at all that. <laughs> She's yeah. a fucking pickpocket whose parents are MIA. Do they ever say they, they what do happens? not ever say. And that was another thing I was like, they they, they really could have added some uh, attention uh, to Black Mask or Zaz. I would have used it for Zaz and just had Zaz go through and like kill her parents. That would have been something. Yeah. But but the thing with Cassandra Kane is that she really is just kind of the tag along of Harley. She's the MacGuffin. She's, yeah. she's the thing that they're all after. But again, she didn't need to be here because the plot of the movie was set up really early on and it was a really great premise. Harley's broken up. It's open season on her. She's got to find her way to avoid all these people and kind of, you know, get things off her back, maybe form some alliances. That's why if this was a Sirens movie, it would have been great because that would have been her teaming up with Poison Ivy and Catwoman, forming a healthy friendship and relationship with someone for once because her and Ivy's relationship is so sweet, really. It, 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 they're, it they're is. They're like besties. It's so awesome. It, it, it is. And, and, and I... So... Those are it, some of my favorite episodes of the animated series. Is same. Like, is like them just palling around. Same. So, here's the thing. Um, Cassandra Kane, you, I think you do get a sweet scene with her and Harley when they're in the like grocery shopping. I thought that was actually really cute. I was like, okay. I'm like, not opposed. If you have to inject a kid in this yeah. movie to give Harley something to invest in, I get it. But I just do. don't call it Cassandra. Why is it Cassandra Kane? I agree a thousand percent. Like, it's also, does she, does she, by the end of this movie, does she seem at all like she's being groomed for a Batgirl? Thank you. No, I... <laughs> like, so, my big thing... Because I got in an argument with one of my friends about it. I was like, look, if we're going to call her Cassandra Kane and change it, if anything, could you show that she's competent enough to handle her own? Because for being a pickpocket, pick no, a pick... <laughs> a, a, for being... <laughs> shut up. For, for being a pickpocket, you would think someone would have chased you down or tried to hurt you at some Dude, point. some of so, those polls in that movie, I'm like, how did no one feel? Like, come on. Yeah. People. She's not a very good pickpocket, I don't she's, think. She's, she's relying on the extreme stupidity of her victims. Yeah. And so, if you're going to do that, at least show that she can throw a punch or kick, do a drop kick her. It would have been kind of cool in terms of, like, a revamp or, like, you know, just kind of if you actually really want to set the stage. Like, assuming that DC was ever going to expand upon this story, which they're not. This is obviously very clearly meant to be just kind of a one-off fun Harley story. 
How cool? I was thinking about this. It would have been kind of cool if it was like Jason Todd, because he was kind of a little shithead kid. Yeah! And that would have explained, like, if they decided to carry on that story, how he easily fell back into villainy, you know? That's actually really And why he wasn't a very good, uh, and why he wasn't a very good Robin. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I can see that. I, for, for, so just kind of going through here, um... Black Mask wants a diamond because it has all of the, like... Uh, like it's got, like, some Swiss bank codes or something. Yeah. Like it, it, it doesn't fucking matter. It yeah. Never, it's it, never important. And so everyone's after the diamond. That, that's a shorthand. It's a MacGuffin. It's a thing to go after. Yeah. And so the thing I think that just kind of irks me about this is that, again, Zaz, for being Black Mask right-hand man, never seems as vicious as he needs to be for me to be his right hand man you only get like a like one fight scene out of him i think yeah yeah you only get to see um really his uh, he's not much of a fighter he's a he's a serial killer who preys on random citizens he's not a fucking super villain that you like like every time in the yeah. comics that they come together he gets his ass handed into him in like five seconds flat yeah he's not a he's not like a villain like he's not not a villain, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I got you. He's like a hand hand. No, like, he's a, yeah. he's a psychotic serial killer who likes to prey on like women and like people weaker than him and cut them up and just crazy shit. Yeah, he's a donor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, I I was never afraid of Zaz. That really bothered me. Black Mask. I know E. McGregor's having fun. They need to give him more to do. There is a scene in his uh, nightclub where he makes his girl take her dress off and I'll be honest that's the one scene I went oh shit like I was terrified like I was squirming I thought for sure he was about to kill her like in that one same I, I was really squirming my seat like this is actually making me uncomfortable which is good that's what it should be doing but that but, was definitely not a priority and I liked it too because it kind of showed granted this is also not true of how he is in the comics but he's he's very like unstable and you can tell he a big part of this character is perception like, yes he wants to be perceived as scared because his family thinks he's a fucking loser and, yeah like he is kind of a goofball so it's a big deal like you know like basically the, the what leads up to that is she's like laughing with her friends and he gets paranoid and thinks that she's laughing at him so mm. he walks up to her and that's when he's like you laughing at me and she's like huh? no I loved how whenever Harley would kind of drop into almost like uh drop back to like Harleen because there's a point where she's talking to Huntress and goes like they never ever told you you have like anger issues and I it but she sounds like a like a psychiatrist yeah like that, she literally goes like blank faced and just rattles off all these like disorders yeah, and like <laughs> yeah so there's this point where Black Mask has her tied up and. <laughs> And she's talking about, like, yeah, you want to please your parents because your parents think you suck. And, oh, my God, she, you're going to... She keeps cutting off. She's like, I don't need to hear it. Just, yeah. you know, like, I, I get you. I thought, you're not that complicated. I thought that was fucking hilarious. What immediately took me out of that scene is when he slaps her. And then she goes into this, like, her happy place. And I went, that would not be Harley's happy place. Like, that that really just took me out of it. Well, no, what it, what it is, and, I mean, this is something that I'm sure other people are saying... The, the screenwriter Christina Holt was it? Yeah. Someone watched Deadpool a lot before they wrote this movie. Wrote this movie. So you know it's funny. I I think if you took Deadpool, so I, and that's the last thing I, I will say. I I wasn't crazy about the narrative I th- structure. Yeah, I thought some of it worked really well. So like when people were showing up ready to try to kill her, they would show like why. Oh wait, Dead- you don't know who this person is. Let's go back. Yeah, that, so, that was fun, but it wore itself out really quickly. It, it did, but I, I I like the way people like pop up on screen and go, oh, like I didn't you know fuck this guy, or like oh I broke this person's nose, or like I appreciate the way they kind of like showed, it, yeah. yeah, like why everyone was pissed off at her. 
I really hated how we were about 30 minutes in and then she went, oh, actually now we have to go back 20 minutes. And I was like, no. I was like, you had like The very first time it did kind of get a chuckle out of me where it's like, oh, let's let's start with this story. And then it cuts to like four minutes ago. She's like, yeah, it's my story. I'll tell it how I want to. Yeah, so that was fine. That one was fine. But like the thing is, the issue is every single time they do that, they go back and they show you a scene that you just watched and it doesn't really add anything new yeah like it's just kind of it's slightly now you're a little bit more informed i guess but it's not really worth re-watching the entire thing it's it, it, it's it's really not but it's, it's not like a huge issue but it's, it's a little like okay you're just like come I, on keep it moving i was i was irked by that um i did love because we didn't mention earlier i did love the fight scenes mm-hmm. um there's that scene where she breaks into the uh, into the police station, which, by the way, my only gripe with that scene is the fact that everyone is attacking her like one at a time. I'm like, all right, it's my turn. No, it's my turn. I'm like, guys, you got a sense of fair play. But I'm sitting there. I'm like, <laughs> you're. I'm like, you work at the fucking police department. Well, Why has no one shot her well, yet? What was like, funny is it's bad enough when the cops do it. And yeah. The cells break open and the prisoners do and it. And everyone gets one at a time. I was like, guys, like, like, come on now. Like, it would have been cool. If she'd like found a way to like use the bat and hit like two or three people at once, but. Yeah, the fact that it's like, all right, my turn. Oh, you didn't do it. All right, my turn. Like, like Speaking it's... of the whole John Wick thing again, I feel like they snuck that page into the script where she thinks her hyena died. It's like, oh, we are really going John Wick here, aren't they, we? Yeah, <laughs> they, they definitely did that. So, but Which, the... the hyena is actually something else I have to, I guess, say kind of irritated me. Okay, First why? of all, Harley has two hyenas. She does. Their names are Bud and Lou. Yeah. Whatever, you make it one hyena, you make it Bruce. Why does it not do anything in this entire fucking movie? Yeah, because it would have been so cool if she had her little hyena tearing people apart. I agree. Like, while she was like having some of those scenes, there were some shots where the hyena I thought looked good, and there were some where it looked like Crash Bandicoot. And I was kind of like, "All right, guys!" Like the, the very first time when you see it, it almost looked like I was like, "Do they natural hyena?" And then you yeah. catch it from another angle, and you're like, oh, "Okay, no, it is CGI." The first time when it but go- like when it's in her apartment, and you're just like. Yeah, that was like when she initially meets it, like rhinos. Yeah, like where she, yeah, it it looked like the Black Panther rhino. I was like, all right, guys, but but what's frustrating about this is that action scene in the police station is really well done. Um, DC, God, you gotta stop using slow mo so much. Like you get, like your movies would be like ten minutes shorter if you just cut out some slow mo. I hate to do the slow mo and then the speed up. That that always jars me really. Yeah, but but. I like the way that it does show a tweak in Harley's character that she's not using like actual bullets; she's using beanbags, and it leads to some really great cinematography. In Granted, our that does not stop her from murdering people wholesale. I'm pretty sure a bat to the dome will kill you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because there's that point where she gets her bat and she just starts like she's wailing on people. Oh my gosh! Like the knees. If you if you have an issue with knees being broken, this is not your movie. So I yeah so. Yeah, I have a thing with legs, and so... So, like, the very first one when she jumps on the driver, ugh! Oh, I turned away. I legit turned away. I'm like, oh, fuck! I'm like, okay! This guy's got his legs propped up, and she's, like, on a stage, and she jumps and full board just lands on both his knees, and all of a sudden, they're going the other way. Yeah, I was like, like, oh, my God, that's fucked up. But that that action scene was really well done. There's a point where, like, the... the, uh, (laughs) She did what I would do, where she's trying to open up uh, Cassandra's cell, she's just like hitting all the buttons and he just starts hitting him for a bat. 
And I'm just sitting there going, okay, that's going to open up all of them when, when it, but honestly, I'd probably do the same thing because I just get so fr- fucking frustrated. But I love the way action scene's done. It's a cool moment, too, where she sees the bat. She goes like, oh, yeah, like, this is my primary weapon. Cool. Yeah. I, it, I was hoping for a mallet, I'm not going to lie. I mean, that, that that's fair. I, the, but yeah, no, she's great with the bat, too. Were you tripping out when, like, she snorted that Coke? And just, <laughs> so, so, they don't come out and say it's Coke, but it's clearly Coke. Do they need to say it? No. So like, she's in an evidence locker, essentially, and she's hiding behind this big pallet of, like, baggies of white powder, and it starts, people start shooting it. And obviously it ruptures all the bags and there's just like a little angel dust ring on her. Yeah. And you can see her eyes dilate and she just Yeah. Gets... I thought it was a cool scene. Because then she like does this like... I didn't she... know I wanted to see Harley Kane, Harley Quinn uh, fight in a cocaine induced stupor, but I, apparently I did. <laughs> there's a scene though where she jumps off like the, the box of all this coke and does like a drop kick to this guy and then like kips up and then she starts using the bat again. I went, that's really fucking... Like that scene alone I went, okay, this is... I liked the one too where it's like they came up to the car and like the door's ajar and she kicks it and it goes right through his head. Oh, that, that was, was cool. great. That, yeah, that was great. And excellent, then... excellent fight choreography. I really can't say that enough. It was, like like I said, it can be, you know, as much as I do love like, you know, Marvel movies, sometimes their fights can get very repetitive and a little bit, you know, um, by the numbers. You know, a good example is I think the very first Avengers where they're, you know, fighting off the Chitauri and everything, where... There are a couple standout moments, but by and large, it's very basic, you know, stuff. Yeah. This choreography is very engaging and keeps you completely on your toes, um, I will say. So, I mean, perhaps I feel a little bit more strongly about it than Hunter does, but I will say, like, it is excellent fight choreography. It's very reminiscent. Very John Wick. (laughs) It's very reminiscent of John Wick and kind of something more like Winter Soldier as far as how Harley fights. Winter Soldier I still think is one of the best Marvel movies ever. My frustration comes is that Harley gets those fight scenes no one else I didn't feel like everyone else did especially for there's like a tiny one for Black Canary but it is one of those kind of boring ones if I'm being honest but but for someone like Huntress who I mean I'll just because I think of Bone Earth I, I would compare compare someone akin to someone like like Hawkeye where I can't think of multiple cool moments with I, the initial scenes with Huntress just kind of going through her list of people she needs to kill the scenes are very brutal, and it is like, wow, okay. Um, I actually really appreciated that. Um, I mean, she shoots this guy in the neck with one of her, or like her crossbow, and I was like, damn, okay. Well, but, the, the big issue is that it is a Birds of Prey movie. Your main characters are supposed to be Batgirl, Black Canary, Huntress. I think Bard is in there a couple times. I think know. so. Um, but these are all people who, like, so for example, Huntress doesn't have a superpower. Her superpower is a marksman, and an insanely good martial artist. Yeah. So you really need to put that on display. Renee Montoya is a good cop, but she should not be able to fight on par with any of these people. Yeah, um, that's that's fair. Uh, I'm probably, like, asking, like, a little bit more too specific of a question, but there's an episode of Justice League Unlimited, I believe, where it's, okay. um, they brainwash some of the female superheroes into fighting each other, and one of the yes. fights is Black Canary versus Huntress. That is way better choreographed than any of the she- either of those characters do in this movie. You know, it's funny. I just ordered Justice League Unlimited on Blu-ray. You, you know what episode I'm talking about, I, I, right? I do, yeah. And it, it it really does feel like they spent they put a lot of like a lot of time in the Harley, and then the other characters they're kind of like, oh shit, we well, forgot. Well, and about. it's really disappointing because you've completely killed potential and interest in possibly any of these characters getting a standalone movie because there's nothing to make them really 
interesting in this. So I think from, I, I wouldn't watch a Black Canary movie based on what I saw in this movie. So from a, from a how do I put this? From a fan perspective, and, and again, this is me knowing a little bit about the characters, but what I saw from the film. I do want to see a Birds of Prey movie proper. I agree. I would love to see a Birds of Prey movie proper and a Gotham City Sirens movie proper. But I don't know that I have enough faith in them to get it. Like, you know, that's that's what kills me about comic book movies that are bad. It's like you have so much source material to draw from and all you have to do is adapt it. All you have to do. You don't need to write a new story. There's many. You can just do it. No, like, I, so so actually, Black Canary did have that scene where she beats up yeah, those guys. She saves Harley from getting. The I thought rape. that was. I thought that's which goddamn like that. Like they had to, didn't they? No, I know. Like it, it just, but but the thing is, I can't even. I can only be but so mad about that because unfortunately, that is a thing that it is. Happens. But it also, it, it that is one scene in terms of the feminist. Do you think that felt kind of pandering? If I'm being honest, uh, okay. Um, just because. I, I get the feeling even Harley Quinn shit-faced would not really have an issue taking out, like... Yeah. You know, like, especially because, okay, in, in this universe, she has enhanced, like, agility and strength because of being dumped in a vat of acid. In the comics, it's because Poison Ivy gives her a power boost. Yeah. But, like, she can still... Like, that's one of the whole things that makes, like, her um, relationship with the Joker so interesting is that if she wanted to... She could kill him with, like, one fucking hand. Yeah. The point is that she she's so in love and so brainwashed that she could never even imagine, like... like and when she does, when she snaps sometimes and does beat the shit out of him, it's really funny for that reason. Sure. Um, but, so... Do I want to see... Because, you know... I, I hate wanna... to be hipstery, but I liked Harley Quinn before she got this huge fucking bump. I really did. She's always been one of my favorites. Like... She's become very Deadpool in that sense. Cause yeah. Because now people are like, oh, I love Deadpool. I'm like, oh, name one, like name someone he's fought. And they're like, uh, uh, and it's like, you know. Most people don't even realize Deadpool's, like, one of his superpowers is breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Which is unironically hilarious, but they just think that that's like, oh, he's just narrating. I'm like, no, no. He's, that's his superpowers talking to you. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, and, like, I know Harley is breaking the fourth wall in the comics now, but, and I'm gonna use this comparison for a reason. When people think about Star Wars, they think about, you know, the space opera aspect. Mm-hmm. Star Wars stole so much from John Carter, it's not even funny. I know. And, and then when you see a John Carter movie, people go, well, it's copying Star Wars. So, fair or not, when I saw the way they're doing the the, the uh, narration, I was like, yeah, Deadpool beat you to this. Like, again, fair or not. Well, no, I, I, I don't think it was... I think that it is. It's it's too similar to be a coincidence. They are obviously copying Deadpool verbatim in a lot of respects. Yeah. Which I mean, it's fine. Deadpool's a great movie. You should yeah. copy good shit. I mean, yeah, you like, should. I. I but I, but yeah. come on, you're still trying to have a little bit of your own identity, which is what again, kudos to Margot Robbie. She is a very clear character. If you're not named Harley Quinn in this movie, there's probably not a whole lot going on with you, honestly. Like, yeah. I so, mean, that's that's fair. And also, I did hate. I really did not like the way uh, Black Mask got killed. It just felt kind of anticlimactic to have Cassandra pull the pin, sure which had yeah, I was kind of like, all right. And of course, they couldn't have any other any of the other birds of prey like fight alongside. Well, her, no, again, like, the the title of this movie is completely deceiving. This is not a birds of prey movie. It's just not. Yeah, like it's 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 not quite as. Uh, as uh, misleading as like Cedric the Entertainer, but I mean it's but it, I mean it's it's closer than it should be. So, getting in the final thoughts, I 
Ugh. I'm frustrated because I feel I, like we've done nothing but bag on this movie because it's easier to talk about the negative stuff. But yeah. it is actually really good. And you guys should see it. I, I, th- that's the thing. Like, if someone told me I enjoyed this, so this is one of those movies. <laughs> it's gonna sound so entitled and, and like a critic, but I don't care. Um, this movie is not worth my time to argue with someone about. <laughs> Like, if someone was like, I loved it, I'd be like, all right, like... There's very valid reasons to hate it and very valid reasons to love it. Um, As someone who fully... Like I said, I went in there completely ready to tear this movie like a new asshole. Yeah. I was so ready to hate it. And the things that I thought I would hate about it, I do. I hate what they did to Cassandra (laughs) Cain. Like, but the story was actually somewhat competently told. Yep. The action was very good. Margot Robbie is excellent. And based on that... I was entertained. And, if if I yeah. didn't have a connection to a lot of the characters that that were ruined, I guess you know, like I probably wouldn't have even had any issues really with I, it. I think for me, the the big question for is does this movie give you reason to maybe look at these characters more? I think it gives you enough of a reason, but for them coming off a of Suicide Squad. They really should have done better by all these characters because the same problems I think that exist in Suicide Squad are. Well, the thing here. is, they just don't get the group. Y- yeah. The, so the issue with Suicide Squad was, if you know anything about Suicide Squad, it's a black ops group made up of su- of captured supervillains that the government does does to do their dirty work, and that the, the whole point of them existing is, if you get caught, we had no idea. We we just sever all ties. Yeah. But the movie, Suicide Squad, is about them saving the Earth from an existential threat. You guys didn't get it. That's yeah. not what they're for. Like, Birds of Prey, same thing. This is not what Birds of Prey is for. They're a superheroine, like, you know, crime-fighting group who helps take down, like, you know, mafia bosses. And that's there to an extent. But this movie yeah. is not about them. It's yeah. about Harley. Yeah. And Harley is not a bird of prey. They only say Birds of Prey in, like, the last minute. Yeah. Where she's just like, oh, and by the way, all these other people went off and formed a group and they call themselves the Birds of Prey. But back to me. It's just like, that's literally how it goes. So. And there's not a lot of screen time with them together as a group until, like, the last 20-ish minutes. Like I said, this movie, I think, is accidentally good. Yeah. Because the people writing these movies don't get it. That's why you get people like, oh, Superman's boring. Superman's not boring. He's not. You've just seen these movies that don't get him. All-Star Superman is one of my favorite arcs so of, of, of all time. Anytime, if any of you out there do believe that Superman is a boring character, read All-Star Superman. So, that, is my go, that is my go-to recommendation Same. for people who think there's no merit to the character. Same. Um, also read, you know, read Cassandra Cain Batgirl before, like, if you I've read some movie. Cassandra, I've read, and that's why I was irked, because I've read a little bit of her, and I was like, this is not... No, she's, yeah. she's such a distinct character, with a distinct kind of personality and way of living in the world. Like you said, she's an illiterate mute. Yeah. She only communicates with people, by, so, like, reading their body language. And I feel like that's a really, you could do so much interesting stuff with yeah. that premise. I have no idea why this gave they gave the character the name Cassandra Kane. Jason Todd would have been cool. That, yeah. That's my that's my fan right there. And, and that's actually a really interesting point. I so I'll say for me, because again, like now for I'm the I'm gonna re- give it a seven out of ten. Well, okay, so that's so you're gonna give it a C. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I'm gonna be honest. I me giving Suicide Squad a C. I don't know what I was thinking. That is like I rarely do retractions on here, but that's a D plus. I, I don't know why I gave it a C. That I, that's 
I think that we just, we were in denial. Because I had the same reaction. Like, I, I wanted to like it so bad. I had such high expectations. So I made justifications for it that yeah. it did not deserve. Yeah. Suicide Squad is absolutely horrible. Yeah. There's there's almost nothing redeeming in it. It's a complete betrayal of the source material of most of the characters and a completely retarded and, com- and nonsensical story. It makes no sense at all. If you even think about it for a second, the story makes no sense. So I'm... So that's, that's my review of Suicide Squad. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm going to go kind of off of what I said about another movie that... I don't think this is pushing a feminist agenda. I, I honestly don't because I think I, I this is one of those cases. Because I don't either. It's it's if it's feminist, it's it's more just like an incidental thing. It's just if you don't okay, if you don't like watching movies with like women kicking ass, I don't really know what to tell you. That's what this is. Yeah, it's definitely far and away not as clunky and pandering as like the Charlie Angels reboot, which I also which have to sit through. you okay? Get don't, out of my don't, don't see it. Get out of my head because that's exactly what I was building up to. Like I, so that movie was feminist and had an agenda, and I thought it, it for the most part missed every single thing it was going for. Did I never felt angry watching this? I, I was more like. Uh, like, 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 eh, because I went, if you would change a couple things here, you'd have a, I think, a great film. The, the only things to be upset about in this movie are, are instances of wasted potential. Yeah. Whereas in Charlie's Angels, there's not really any potential to be wasted. First of all, why are we making a Charlie's Angels movie in 2019? I mean, it's a good point, but... Like, but, but like you were saying earlier, where it's like, every man in this movie is an asshole and a misogynist. That, Charlie's Angels takes that and turns it up to fucking twice. Well, yeah, that, it was ridiculous. It's it's true, and, but I, I there is an opportunity here. I really do believe to do right by these characters. I think there's a good movie here somewhere. There's a uh, great movie in there, but it's a good movie as it is. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. It's just frustrating me because I left the theater because my friends like, "What'd you think?" And I was like, "I don't really." That was my thing. Is that I need to digest a bit. Yeah, I'll kind of like. Eh? But not even like a bad end, but I was like, uh, like you had chances and it frustrates me more when I see something where if you just tweaked a couple things, this could have been great. So I I know you said, uh, are you going to C or are you going to C plus? I'll go C plus. I'm going to C plus. I'm right there too. I'm like, uh. Are you B minus uh, territory? I'm going to be kind. Cause, so you can't ever say it didn't. Say you could say Hunter never did nothing for yeah. you. Yeah, I'm gonna give this a B minus because I think you see us at an early matinee. I think you go. I think you leave the theater going like, all right. Like, well, that's why it has an 80 percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. It is entertaining. It is absolutely it is. entertaining. Like I said, the things that piss me off about it are things that I was kind of carrying on my back going into the theater, and then there are just basic narrative kind of things that are a little bit irksome. Like you said, some of the flashbacks get do get a bit tiresome. But not to the level where it's like a huge detractor, I'd yeah. say. I believe, and I'm going to put it out there like this. If Margot Robbie... Because I feel like where the movie ends up, I feel like we're getting Gotham Saints Sirens. I feel like that's what we're going towards. I, I just... I'm worried about that, though, because I don't trust them with I, Gotham City Sirens. I almost would trust them more because the Gotham sco- City Sirens and Teen Titans are my two very favorite groups in all of Tit- the DC Titans right? will I I won't go off on Titans as a whole thing, but I I think if you could do you could do a Gotham City Sirens movie well because I think the scope's smaller as far as who's a part of it. That is one thing I think that's good about this movie that works to its benefit, is unlike Suicide Squad where they decided to 
make it like an existential threat. This is a very small scale conflict at yes. the end of the day. And yes. that's what that's what both Birds of Prey and Gotham City Sirens are. Yeah. Um, is there small scale conflicts between different criminals and heroes and everything. And there's a lot it doesn't have to be a world ending event. You can still do a lot of interesting stuff with these kind of smaller conflicts. I agree. Um, so yeah, if they do keep a, if they do make a Gotham City Sirens and they keep it small scale and they they get people who know about these characters and know what makes them click together and why they're beloved, I think that that could have the potential to be great. I just don't know that I have the faith in them to put that much love into it because they're that's, not hiring people who give a shit about these characters. For me, and I've said it on the pod before, and I'm gonna keep saying it. I know he said that he doesn't want to touch these, but you got to bring in Bruce Timm as a consultant at this point because there's no one at DC right now who has more earned the right to inject themselves and influence these moving forward than Bruce Timm because Bruce Timm, you know, I I just... Bruce Timm gets Harley Quinn, for one. It's his character. It's his baby. It's his favorite character, I think he said. Yeah. Um, He knows knows her. Yeah. And he knows how to write for her and he knows how to make her compelling. Um, but I almost feel like the people who are on staff at the DCEU are allergic to that kind of shit. I just, oh, like, the, the thing is, they, they need to figure out who their Feige is, and I know, like, Jeff Johns has been more, now, here's the thing about Jeff Johns, Jeff Johns, when he gives a shit about a character, they're amazing, but when he doesn't give a shit, it's very obvious, see, uh, Superman and Wonder Woman, New 52, um, but, but... <laughs> When he's in it, he's in it. Who's the one who ruined Wally West? My my Wally West? Oh, I can't remember. That's been hurting me. Like, I've had a very hard time. Okay, so just no one cares. But Wally West, OG, my little ginger Wally West, is my very favorite Flash. You grew up with him. You do love Wally West. I love him. I can't even tell you how it's been hurting me. What they've done to my boy. Like, you know, Godfather, look what they did to my boy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's been hard. It's I, been difficult for Wally West fans these days. Um, so that's why you're like, oh, the Flash movie. I'm like, mm, yeah. fucking Flash, fuck Well, I mean, well, I love I it. know it's Barry Allen, I, but Barry Allen's I, fucking boring and no one wanted him back, and I don't know why they decided to make him their, their DCEU Flash. I really like Ezra Miller as, as Barry Allen. Really? I do. I, I really, don't. I really like, I thought he was great in Justice League. I really like him, like, a lot. Yeah. I know, I know. Like you're looking at me, like really. I'm like, yeah. I really love. I'm a huge Ezra Miller fan, though, so I, I, I acknowledge. You that. like his run? I did. <laughs> okay, so his run is terrible. I, I do not like the way he runs as a Flash. I fully acknowledge that. He's got, he's got a like. He kind of looks too much like one of those wacky, inflatable, like waving. Why did they get but... Barry Allen Aspergers? I, I, I can't at least explain. he. I think the only reason that you like him is that he has somewhat of like a standout. Like, he has character traits you can remember him by, which is a lot to fucking ask for in the DCEU. I mean... Um, I, so, like, I love Cyborg, though. I, I, like, I actually really like Cyborg, Yeah, I liked, too. I, I liked him a lot. Ray Fisher, I thought he was great. I thought he was great, too. Again, his... <coughs> they actually relatively kept his backstory intact. Yeah. Um, which is nice. Um, it's a lot to ask for. But, I um, I hope we get a Cyborg TV show. Aren't on. we getting a movie? So yeah, so they that, that technically did they cancel it because of bad return. That was technically that was technically supposed to come out this year. Yeah, this not, yeah so yeah, we're not getting it. That's so, a I by the way, trailer I saw for this movie, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, looks yes. fucking awesome. So, I can't wait. I uh, are you skeptical about it? I because sequelitis is a thing, so I'm just I'm skeptical off that alone. I love I, that they brought Chris Pine back. 
Because their oh, chemistry is excellent. Okay, versus. so here's the thing. Chris Pine needs Wonder Woman 84 because they're not doing any more Trek movies, and I'm sorry. Like, he tried to do Jack Ryan. That didn't go well. So, I mean, He's he... He's a good actor. I like him. And, Sometimes he is for me. Like, like so he, he needs this movie. I love Pedro Pascal. I, I think he's a great choice uh, for, for uh, Maxwell Lord. Like, I thought, I was like, okay. Is he playing? I only saw, like, the, I, Hunter's way more in the weeds than I am on this. I, um, I've, I've tried to pull back from the DCU because I can only be hurt so many times. <laughs> um, so. so, you know, it's really funny you say it like that. That's what breaks my heart is because... These movies, yeah, he's Maxwell Lord. Yeah. Kristen Wiig is gonna be in it as Cheetah. She's Cheetah, yeah. They're actually putting Cheetah in a movie. I fucking dig Cheetah. I dig although Cheetah if, too. Um, although, if I'm being totally honest, if there was one opportunity to actually get a, you know, because everyone's all about like we gotta get, you know, women of color more roles, Cheetah's a prime fucking. I mean, like, yeah. Why, why not? I'll be honest. For in, Peter Nyong'o would have been great. She, oh my god, you would have been. I didn't even think about. Oh my god, oh, that's, that. no. I, that I, was my that was my fan mind. It's like if I was gonna cast a Cheetah because she's. She can be terrifying when she, she wants to Sheena be. Sheena can be terrifying. And she has that accent down, like fucking Pat. She yeah. great. I think Kristen Wiig's a little too old to play Sheena. And I know it sounds like such a dick comment, but I think she is. Well, not... Chris, Kristen Wiig doesn't have like an action physicality. I don't know why they'd pick her, honestly. She must have had a really great... You know, I'm not going to discount it because I have been surprised too many times in the last uh, five, six years. So that's, to be honest. So we're pulling, so I'm not about to because I was totally against Gal Gadot at first. I was I was too because I, I now I'll be I honest. I was totally against Ben Affleck, and I will yeah. admit he's one of the only him and uh, uh, Jeff, Je- Jeremy Irons are shining stars in BBS. Yeah. So um, Ben I, Affleck wanted to kill. Uh, oh uh, he wanted to kill. Uh, I thought that said Kevin Conroy for a second. I was about no, to lose my. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> there's so, a, there's a sidebar ad that says Kevin Conway dies, and for a second I thought it said Kevin Conroy, and I was about to lose my mind. So 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 we're looking at the supposedly leaked. Uh, Doesn't look look right. of Sheeta. Doesn't look right. And if this is true, because it has not been confirmed, it's making its waves way on the internet. <sighs> If that's the look for Cheetah, you can just Google Wonder Woman 84 Cheetah leak. If that's the look they're going with, I'm not crazy about it at first glance. Now, I will say, I wasn't crazy. crazy. It kind of looks like the cats. Like people yeah, it kind of like does. It. I, I don't like Now, it. I will say, I thought Cyborg's suit looked like shit at first. That's because the effects were garbage. But yeah, but they re-rendered the shit out of that. And I thought it looked pristine by the time Justice League came out. So, I hope, like, maybe it looks better in, in movement. My but... whole thing is, it's like, why is, why are they, I think if they're going to make a Justice League movie, I don't think Cyborg is the right choice, one, because I want a Teen Titan. I agree a thousand percent on that. Um, I would have gone Marsh, Martian Manhunter. Thank you. Yeah. That was going to be my exact thing, is like yeah. Martian Manhunter, because I love John Jones. He's awesome. And, well, hey. And he... also, again, another, if we're going for the Wokey points, another chance to, <laughs> to cast. Wow. Well, it is, because yeah. that's, people have a weird fixation on that, like, for, I think, Marvel and DC in general. Yeah. There's a, a huge push towards that. So, 
It's it's good when it's like if you can make it like meld perfectly. Like that's why it's like why haven't we gotten a John Stewart Green Lantern Green Lantern or so they they ca- he's not my favorite. They they kind of I okay so I love I'm a huge fan of John Stewart. I love John Stewart, but Guy Gardner is my dude. I love is it? I love the meat. Okay okay I haven't read a lot of his so so I I can't. He's comment. a fucking moron. It's great. I love it's, stupid stupid dumb fucks. Okay, <laughs> they're so much fun to watch. But uh, <laughs> so okay. Murphy Manhunter, he's on Supergirl, and he's actually really good on there. Um, they, Who'd they get for him? Um, I can't even think of the actor's name. I'll have to look it up. But um, you they, have like eighty tabs. You're stressing me out on your fucking desktop, right? I'm, now. You need I'm, to close some of I'm sorry, but uh, oh, thank you. Okay, is, is that better? Are you, <laughs> that's are, are that's you, better. Are, are you good? My All right. heart rate's coming down. Okay, okay, good. But this is a lot. Like we're just kind of talking DC shit now. But whatever. Um, yeah, if you're if you're still listening, you're a, you're a trooper. Yeah, that's. I'm the, just having too much fun talking to Hunter. Oh no, no you're good. Um, <laughs> if I'm DC moving forward, I do a Gotham City Sirens movie. They need to actually do this Flash movie. They they they. they Is they, it Flashpoint or just Flash? They have not said. Because I know they're planning a Flashpoint. They were originally planning Flashpoint. Now apparently that might be off the table. But Ezra Miller apparently has rewritten the script himself, and so it's going like. I wish you could see Alyssa's face. She's like, uh, like, I just so. Has he written anything? Does he even have fucking chops for this? I, I don't know. Like, I don't think he's a great Barry Allen. See, I see. He's, I he's I, passable. See, um, I really like him as Barry Allen. About Barry Allen, Derek. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that 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 guy. Yeah, I was doing a Pac-Man person, but I, 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 I think the complicated thing is that at this point. Um, after Justice League, I think DC is kind of completely given up on doing a Marvel style shared. Universe, I agree with which that. Which isn't actually, I think it's a good thing because I think it frees them from some handcuffs. I think it's good. And I think it's bad because I would like to get a Justice League prop, like a, a like a building to Justice League movie. It's gonna be interesting because apparently uh, Matt Reeves, uh, the Batman film, which I'm stoked for that. Actually, you know what? Robert Pattinson gets a lot of hate, but he's a very good actor. He is. He's um, an excellent actor. I have, and he's got the jaw. He can make it work. Yeah. Um, ben Affleck also, I think, was a good Batman as much as people wanted to hate on him. And you know him, Henry Cavill, you know Margot Robbie. These are all people who actually really love the characters that they're portraying, and you can see on the screen, like in BBS, how frustrated they are. Yeah, so I I have talked about my many issues with BVS. I I, I it's in my top five least favorite super. I, I fucking hate BVS. But I actually I don't I, I mean I'm one of those people who can acknowledge it has a lot of flaws and the flaws probably outweigh the good, but I can't hate it. I I hate it alone because a we should have gotten the Man of Steel two before we ever got BVS. That that's one. That's true. Two. We needed uh, to establish Lex Luthor way before BVS. Thank you. That's the other thing. Three, Ben Affleck is trying so hard in that movie. And, and they it, don't deserve it, him. It, it, and it honestly pisses me off as a fan. Because anytime he's working, he's acting with Henry Cavill. He's just looking at him with the most disdain. Like, you are not carrying your part. You lazy son. Like, like you feel Ben Affleck's anger. Or as Henry Cavill's like, I realized this was shit a long time ago, Ben. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the way they just cannot figure out how to use Lois Lane bothers me to no end. Um... And Superman has more friends than just Lois Lane. <laughs> Where's Jimmy? He's, I think yeah. he gets killed in BBS, he does. doesn't he? No, no, no. They, they switch him to a girl, remember? 
No, doesn't he get killed no, like when no. he's with Lois in like the desert and mm. Superman saves her? No, they have a they have a obviously genial... this movie is a very strong narrative structure and we all completely it, remember what happened. It, it, exactly, but um. <laughs> but but it, it's frustrating from a fan perspective because again, I, I really genuinely do love uh, really do genuinely dig Superman's character, but and Henry Cavill is a very... actually have you watched any of The Witcher at all? I have not watched any of The Witcher. All right, so The Witcher. Here's our mini review. Here's my mini review of The Witcher. Go. Um, the show's actually not that good. It's very entertaining. <laughs> okay. It's it's a lot like Birds of Prey if we're going to be there. So would, um, you, would you give the first season a C plus? Yeah. Oh, all right. Absolutely. Um, the big issue with The Witcher is like you don't realize they're dealing with multiple timelines until about four episodes in and you're just kind of confused up till then. You're like, why are we suddenly like, didn't that, isn't that chick grown up in the last episode? Um, like they don't. Gotcha. A caption. Ten years ago would be nice that's, sometimes. That's fair. But in terms of um, Henry Cavill as uh, Geralt. He's good? He's excellent. Okay. Um, and the fight choreography is, again, very... Actually, there's a lot of parallels I can draw. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, this scene that rules it, you call me afraid. You're like, wait, oh, like, this is kind of... I mean, um, it is entertaining. You'll want to see what happens. Like, it, it will keep you watching episode after episode. So you have not watched Crisis. Yeah, right. I gave up on the CW a long time okay, ago. Okay, I will give you my Amazon to watch. I have the, Amazon Prime. I don't need your help. Well, I was, but, but, okay, do you want to buy each episode? <laughs> oh, is it not on Prime? No, you have to, like, pay for it. What the fuck? Well, so, so I, I, will give, I will give you 